Welcome to the Geek Choir Podcast, the only podcast in the multiverse where you can hear me, Oreo Pandy. And me, Mandy. Talk about our favorite shows, television, and just sometimes utter nonsense, <laughs> quite frankly. <sighs> it happens. Yes. So today we have a treat of a treat of a treat. Um, you want to tell them what we're doing? So we have a review for you guys of a new graphic novel that just came out from... Yeah, actually, it's coming out. No, it's already so come it's out. Not... It came out the 18th. Oh, we're late. Oh, yeah. You're right. We are late. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> uh, and this graphic novel is by some fellow podcasters. You want to tell them about that? Yeah. So um, they are two fellow podcasters. Their podcast is called Geek History Lesson. Um, they do deep dives into comic book characters, titles, and other um, bits and pieces of pop culture. I started listening to them last year, and they gave me the inspiration to start this podcast. So fun. Yep. So they were kind enough to send us the first, like first volume. Yeah, the first volume of their new comic. Yeah, it's called Science, the Elements of Dark Energy. Yeah. So just a little background. This is their second comic. Um, their first comic um, came out last year or the year before last. Um, and it's called Jupiter Jet. Um, and it's absolutely adorable. I recommend you read it. Um, it is a great read, especially if you like, you know, kind of like that Kim Possible, but you know, squirrel girl kind of feel. It's very sweet, very cute, very funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this one we get, were able to read before it came out, but we're giving you guys this review a little late. We're sorry about that. But... We do apologize. <laughs> yeah. So you go first. What did you think of it? So, um, okay. So um, generally, Ashley Victoria Robinson and Jason Edmond, the two writers and uh, the two writers of the comics, they, I, what I generally love about their writing style is how fresh it feels. And this definitely feels the same way. It's very breezy, very breathable, very easy to read, and very funny. Um, I love the dialogue between the characters. It's all great. It feels very believable. The setting is awesome. I love that it's sciencey Harry Potter kind of feel. I love, this, I love that. It's adorable. Um, and overall, my first impressions is you should go get this. This is an amazing read. It's so fun, so quick. Yep. Uh, so I really like the art in this one. I like the color choices and the way it's set up. It was made it easier to read. And then <laughs> just like how it opened up with like that kind of the Iron Man sequence where he runs into the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the first few panels now, and that is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, like, the premise of it is they're just a bunch of college students at this. It's a u- university, right? Where mm-hmm. they're yeah. basically just researchers, and they're doing a bunch of, you know, sciencey stuff. And you know, of course, when you do that, when then you add like a fantasy setting, things tend to go wrong. So, yeah. things happen. Try not to do this without spoilers, but the yeah, only thing, the only thing I'll say about it is it's a little fast paced for me. Okay. Like, because mm-hmm. one second they're talking about one thing, and then suddenly they're in a different scene with, like, no transition. 
So I have to like mm-hmm. reset my brain to follow it. But that was the only issue I saw with it. Other than that, it's a good story. I like the premise of it. Okay. What did you think of the characters? So the main character and then the other characters around her. Hmm. The main character and the other one, Garen. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. I liked them. But I don't think they added enough for these side characters for me to get into them yet. I know when they add more, you know, more volumes, it would be better. It's just so far, I do just like the two main girls right now. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree. Um, so my thing, so what I think the big difference between this um, novel and their first graphic novel is that this one is kind of a little bit begging for a sequel. There are just side characters things that are mentioned or you know or changed very quickly that I know would be should that I feel like will be touched upon in later sequels later iterations things like that yeah so So I'm looking forward to more of it definitely definitely I um very much um am going to actually buy myself an actual copy of this (laughs) um you know just as a shout out and, again, and of course, to thank the creators, it was very generous of them to send us a review copy of their book, of their graphic novel. Um, you know, because we are a nothing pop. We are a especially starting out podcast. And it is amazing to get shouted out by other podcasts like that. Yeah, we really do appreciate them sending us the copy. Yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, I don't want to say too, too much about the plot because I feel like it'll go into spoilers, like you said. It's a very quick read. It's a graphic novel. Generally, they are very quick reads. Yeah, uh-huh. like, the way I would describe it, like, not to compare it to other things, would be, like, a little bit of Harry Potter mixed with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Would that make sense? Yeah, yeah no. So, the vibe that I get a little bit is, um, do you know the, sh- the book Mag- Magicians or the show Magicians? Yes. So it's a little, to me, it's a little bit like that, but without, you know, the edginess. It's still very, you know, very oh my God. Sweet, very <laughs> I was about sweet. to say. <laughs> so none of the edginess. None of the edginess. You don't want me talking about the magicians. It'd be a very long rant, comparable to your Dick Grayson one. So. Oh, ooh, we might have to do that because I love magicians. Oof. Anyway, Oof. Going, off, going off track. <laughs> Let's anyway, we'll just, we'll just bust back on track, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to talk too much about this plot because um, spoilers, but um, definitely the setting is very unique. I can't think of another story that has a similar setting, um, especially in like a sciencey world. It feels very, very grounded, which mm-hmm. I like. I like my thorough fantasy, of course, but grounded stories, especially in graphic novels, I think are sorely lacking, and this is the kind of thing I like in their writing. It's the kind of thing I liked about Jupiter Jet as well. It's very grounded. So, recommendations. Um, <laughs> definitely pick this up. Definitely shout, Definitely um, support their work. They are a very, very great couple and a very, very great um, writing duo as well. Cool. And just... Um, Shout out the artist, because we didn't shout out the artist as well. We shouted out the writers. Oh, the amazing artwork was done by, hang on, let me look at the page here. Oh, where are you going? I just had it. So the um, artwork was done by Desiree Britman and Becca Kinsey. 
and the lettering by Taylor Esposito, and they did a wonderful job tying the story to the artwork. It's amazing. Right. Perfect. All right. Okay. Cool. On to the next thing. Oh, yes. Let them know what else we're doing today. So, as our last episode of the year, we've been doing a lot of our talking about our favorite things, um, comparing some of our favorite franchises, our favorite movies, things like that. So, we just thought we would give a shout out to our th- absolute favorite things in a bunch of different categories that came out this year. No, it's stuff we found this year because yeah, sometimes a little largely, slow. Largely <laughs> stuff we found this year because I do have one that came out like two years ago, but I didn't start it. Oh yeah, mine will be it. like <laughs> stuff I meant to watch and then procrastinated watching it for several months and so it changed into 2019. So in my in all of my shows, they're like shows that have been out, but there's mm-hmm. a season came out this year and I really, really enjoyed that season. So yeah, so if our our recommendations might be a little outdated, but forgive us. We love this stuff a lot. So okay. we do, and we obviously want to just shout everything out that we love. So without further ado, let us go. Mandy, you pick the first category we're going to talk about. Okay, I have these in like no particular order. Okay. Sure. Okay, so the first one I wrote down was the book category. Okay. Yes, I've got The Silk Roads, A New History of the World by Peter Frankopin. Ooh, interesting, interesting, interesting. What is that? Yes. So this is one I, I really meant to read for a long time, and I just put it off because it's like if you see the physical book it's like three inches thick but mm-hmm. then i found an audiobook of it and then started, then i could finish it because you know the attention span that i have is not for a three inch book but mm-hmm. so this one is basically just a rundown of like trade and interactions between like the middle east asia and europe throughout their development mm. So, of course, China and the Silk Roads, the development of the Middle East and their trade and kind of the issues of today and like just trying to find an accurate map. That's how it started was the author Mm -hmm. liked maps and they couldn't find an accurate map of the Middle East. And that's kind of what started all of this off. But there's also a new one. It's just called the New Silk Roads. There's a continuation of it that came out recently, which is kind of why the first one's on here and not the second one. But both of them would be in the same category. Interesting. So what is kind of the um, synthesis or the statement that the author is trying to make with this book? What's he trying to say overall? They're trying to develop a more thorough understanding because, you know, today in our media, we see the Middle East, you know, based through what we see in the news, not through history or through like, uh, what's the word? Someone who lives there, not through their eyes. Mm -hmm. So it's just a new perspective on how things developed and how their the international relations between uh, the Middle East and other countries developed. Cool, cool. Game. All right, that sounds like a really good read. Um, I know this one is kind of like out of left field. The rest of them are all just nerd based things. This one's just one I found no. interesting. So we we encourage all strikes of nerdity. That is also a strike of nerdity. So. <laughs> So what's um, your book so for this year? My book is, is a nerdy book. Um, and I'm choosing this not because it was the favorite, my favorite book I read this year, but because I don't think we're going to talk about 
this author or franchise ever again. So I just wanted to shout it out. Okay. Okay. Sure. So Child of Apollo by Rick Riordan. Aww. So, <laughs> um, don't think I'd ever talked about it, but I absolutely fucking love Rissy Jackson. Um, same, same. I actually, I, I absolutely love all the series. Actually, Matt Mustaine, um, the Carter Kane series, they're all great. So mm-hmm. Child of Apollo is a series in the Greek Roman world. Um, and it just follows up with the current story that's been going over. Um, Apollo, or Lester, as you called, beautifully bisexual disaster Lester. <laughs> <laughs> he is um, fighting the current triumvirate and finding different artifacts um, in order to fight them. So it's kind of a quest type of thing. And he's also trying to earn back his godliness so he can be inducted back into Olympus. It is beautiful. Um, and... <sighs> And I mean, you obviously know a book that where I describe the main character as a bisexual disaster, i.e. me, you know, that's my favorite thing ever, right? Of course. No, basically, yeah. I love Rick Riordan. Just anything mm-hmm. that they write is good. So just anything with their name on it, I would recommend yeah. to anybody, so... And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to talk about this series a ton because we don't talk a lot about books, which is why I wanted to bring it up here. Fair enough. Um, yeah, unless Disney decides to do a Heroes of Olympus series, which cop, cop, hiss, hiss. <laughs> Not if you own Rick has anything to say about it. Now. I know. <laughs> oh, also, um, if you're looking for someone who writes like J.K. Rowling for kids and teenagers, but is not a complete turf, Rick Riordan. He's an amazing ally. Rick Riordan. Uncle Rick. He's amazing. Okay. Um, so I just want to shout out, generally, that he has a book come out every year, um, either Greek Roman or another series he's working on. So I believe the last book in the series is coming out this year. Um, I'm a little, I'm like a book behind. So I believe the last one is called The Tower of Nero. And that's what's coming out this next year. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, uh, I forget. Were we separating movie and show into live action animated, or was it just show? Uh, we can do live action movie, live action show. Like, cool. We'll separate them all. All yeah. right. So I'm gonna start with live action movie. And okay. I'm pretty sure we talked about this one before, but I have Captain Marvel up here. Ooh, really interesting. Yeah. So my options were, you know, uh, Endgame, Captain Marvel, or Spider Man. And mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just because I was angry at the ending of Spider-Man that I put Captain Marvel above it. But this one's just... <laughs> Captain Marvel was just fun in general. It was a good uh, one-off story to introduce her before they moved on, which I appreciated the breath of fresh air. Okay. But it's just the one I had the most fun watching this year. I can cop to that. I, my animated one is the one I have the most fun watching this year. So I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. My favorite live action is another Marvel movie, which is sad because there are so many great live action movies. Um, I know. This year, but it's it's ending. Um, yeah, of course. I don't know. I just keep I, I keep thinking of that moment with Captain America, you know, where he's like standing all alone and like about to, you know, try to fight Thanos on his own, and then everybody starts coming. I keep thinking about that, and I'm like. 
oh my god we're never gonna get that in a movie ever fucking again so favorite movie that's fair yeah okay (laughs) all right so then i guess i'll just go right into live action show live action show all Mm -hmm. right right. we are gonna disagree so hard on this let's go are we i mean i i think mine's pretty good I mean, what is yours? It's the good place. Oh no, we're not. <laughs> I was like, "What are you? What did you think I was gonna say?" I thought you were gonna. Oh God, what's that other? What's that other one you've been telling me to watch? Untamed. Oh. I thought it was gonna be that. No, because yeah. I haven't actually watched that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the number okay. of episodes in a season and was like, "Nope," and backed out <laughs> until I have the strength to watch that many. But no. <laughs> This one, okay. This is the good place because I procrastinated watching it for a long time, and then just how dare you? I know my mistake, but I did just recently start watching it, and it's so good, guys. You need to watch it if you haven't. Mm -hmm. Who is your? Which one are you? So this is a very important question. Jeez, I don't know, because sometimes I'm Eleanor, and sometimes. Sometimes I'm like all of the others. <laughs> mostly, mostly Jason. I can sometimes be Jason. I'm not gonna lie. I can see that you're not, but not as bad. You're not like, oh yeah, David Bortles. Yeah, that's but, me when I haven't had any sleep. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm probably like Tahani because I'm just spoiled and I name drop people all the fucking time and it annoys people. <laughs> Either one works. But, oh, if you guys haven't seen the show, it's about people who have died and gone to the good place. And the main character, Eleanor, has ended up there by mistake. Because, you know, she's... You should not go any further. No spoilers. It's just that the show was... It lays out morality in a really interesting and easy-to-understand way. And it's also entertaining. So... Oh, yeah, what I... Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. so no spoilers. That's all you need to know about it. It's hilarious. The characters are great. You should go watch it. Mm-hmm. It is definitely hilarious, and it's super sad. It's ending. Mm-hmm. It's here. No. No. I know. Okay. So my favorite live-action show, I actually had a little bit of trouble kind of picking one, because I watched a ton of shows this year, mm-hmm. but, I think I'm, but I think I'm going with Good Omens. Okay. Um... Yeah, so I had a ball watching it. Me and Brooke, we just recently um, rewatched it. Uh, and it's just so hilarious. And I love Terry Pratchett. I, I have some of the Discworld books somewhere in this department of mine. I don't know where they are, but they're somewhere. <laughs> um, it's funny. It sticks to the novel, but it also does very different things in the novel. And it's adapted super, super well. Um so that's also great if you like adaptations. And David Tennant is in it. So Oh, of you course no you'd watch it. watch it. I haven't watched it. <laughs> you should, indeed. You would like it. You would it's so fucking funny. I'm sure it and would. Tra- it, I don't have any of the platforms that it's on and I'd have to pirate it, so Oh, you don't have Amazon Prime, do you? Shit. Yeah. I'll figure it no. out. I'll, like, get someone's password or something. I mean, I can give you my Amazon Prime. You can watch it. You need to watch it. <laughs> um, 
but so it so it's about the apocalypse and two beautifully two beautiful husbands Aziraphale and Crowley they adopt the son of Satan and have to take care of him through the apocalypse and that's all I'm going to say about it okay not accept that then we are not at the same level okay I'm I'm gonna move on okay (laughs) I don't know what to say to that (laughs) it's delightful all right (laughs) okay so jump so take a little breather let's walk away from tv shows and movies let's talk about our favorite music for a little bit so this was fun too yeah okay so i think i couldn't decide for a favorite singer this year (laughs) i was stuck between lizzo and little nas x really well, mostly because hmm. Lil Nas X did that thing where he released the same song over and over again, and then proclaimed himself gay. It was um, it was oh, amazing. It, that was indeed a power move, but Lizzo is legitimately all power moves. Well, yeah. Then I my was because like, yeah. then I was like, "Juice is the best song ever," so it kind of trumped all that. Oh, I'm sorry. I just took a DNA test and I'm 100% that bitch. Come on. Why is that not on t-shirt? Sorry. I'm sure it is at some point. So those are the ones I was stuck between. Who'd you have? No, Lizzo's my favorite singer too. Yeah. Um, I'd also give it to Billie Eilish because I've been kind of bumping that guy lately and I really like it. Well, that too. Considering that three of her albums are in this year's top seller list three yeah. of them and she's like 18 she's 17 oh my goodness she is 17 please by the way psa stop thirsting after that girl she's a minor she does not want to be thirsty after thank you psa over okay is that happening yes that's happening and it's disgusting gross all right yeah leaving that behind okay so next i have song i guess would be best song sure yeah Song. What's your favorite song? I actually have the one from Frozen 2 in here. <laughs> I, I need me. <laughs> okay, so it's basically because at my job we had to stay after we closed for three hours and we just played oh. Into the Unknown on repeat the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I just know yeah. Brendan Yuri sings it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we might have lost our minds a little bit. Just a little? Only a little? Just a little. Have it. But I, I promise I that Frozen 2 is not on my animated movie list. <laughs> I hope not, because there were so many better animated movies this year. I know, I know. What's your favorite song this year? Um, So it's a tie between Truth Hurts and um, my favorite band, new album, Don't Miss Me. Um, I tend to like a ton of different shit, but I kind of just pick my top two off the Spotify and those are my top two, so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Although I will say I saw Mariana's Trench, who does Don't Miss Me in like May, and it was a fucking amazing. Anyway. So proud of you. 
I know. I think that was the day we, the day after was like when we filmed the first podcast and my voice was so terrible because I screamed my fucking head off. Oh, oh yeah. Man. I remember that part. <laughs> Fantastic. <sighs> okay. okay. All right. Uh, are we doing best favorite album or? No? Yeah. I have one up here. All right. All right, cool. I've got Neo Theater by AJR. Uh, AJR. Oh, do I know who they are? <laughs> uh, probably. Um, mm. what's that popular song they sing? What's that popular song? Uh, what's it called? Is it called The Click? The Click. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Spotify, here I come. So what did you like about this album while I'm looking them up? Oh, so AJR is big into, like, that nostalgia vibe that's cool. not like 21 Pilots that makes you want to die. True. Yeah, you know who they are. But the new one that came out this year is a bit more upbeat than the last ones were, except for, like, one minor dip in the middle of it. That's fine, because mm-hmm. it's tolerable. But I just like the way they sound. I discovered like, them last year, but this is their new one. My favorite one out of them all was 100 Bad Days. It's basically cool. just saying shit happens to you, and you can get through it, and it makes your life more interesting anyway. So cool. it's good when you're yeah, feeling they down. They look cool. They look cool. They look like something I would listen to. Oh, yeah. So, their album um, art's always fun. Yeah. I like this. I recommend it. Listen. All right, so my favorite album was um, Miracle Pill by Google Dolls. I forgot that came out this year. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I, like, bought it right after we went to the concert. I know, I, was uh-huh. like, I remember them advertising it, and I was like, that didn't, that didn't register that that was this year, was it? Yeah, um, and my favorite song is Miracle Pill from it. Like, that's their, their best, and yeah, that was I guess good. because we saw it in concert, I, I, you know, I'm biased. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the Google Dolls, by the way, guys. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we went, hi, we went to a Google Dolls concert this year. It was fun. Go see them more. That was really fun. I would totally go to more concerts with you. Oh, yeah, but I would totally recommend this album as well, so. Yeah, buy the album. So, favorite album, you, uh, let me look at it again, sorry. Neo Theater by AJR and me it is Miracle Pill by the Google Doll. You got it. All right. So next, I think I want to do actor. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because I just have Jamila Jamil. So Ah, she's nice. She's sweet. She wants to know. I love her Twitter. I follow her on Twitter and it's just full of people yelling at her. For being herself and her, you know, even better comebacks. So it's it's a good life. I love it. Mine is Tom Hiddleston because he's so fucking adorable. And he's the reason why we get more Spider-Man, so. True, true. Oh, he's got that new movie. Uh, was it Spies in Disguise coming out soon? Yes, go see that. Yeah, that looks with, with yeah. Will Smith. Yeah, we should go watch yeah. that. <laughs> that looks cute. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to go see it next week. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That was an easy one. <laughs> yeah. we, surprise, we like a lot of Marvel actors. Oh, no, we're paid by Disney. I wish. 
right? Like, I could be rolling in some money, Disney. Come on now. Right? I've got tuition to pay. <laughs> I know. I will chill for you. <laughs> you want me to say uh, be good? Come on. <laughs> we might curse right. a little too much for Disney, though. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but they might be interested in me going on that rant about Robin and Titan. <laughs> oof. 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 Oof is right. Yeah. Okay. Which one you want to do next? Uh, okay, let's jump back. We're jumping all over the place, but this is just for funsies. Um, let's jump into our favorite animated stuff because we talk mostly about animation. So, oh boy, not this rant. Okay, what's your rant? Oh no, the other rant. Unfortunately, uh, Spider Verse came out last year, so I can't go into that rant. But uh, yes, <laughs> best movie of twenty eighteen and best animated movie of the decade. <laughs> By fucking far, but we're talking about the only reason. So. The only reason it's not on this list, it was 2018, so. And we would probably yeah. both have it on there, because we loved it. Right. Oh, yeah. Hands so, down. Yeah, just go but back, one... go down in the queue and listen to our rant about Spider-Verse. <laughs> the one I do have, though, is How to, Drain, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Ah, that's mine, too. So good. Because, yeah. Like, I don't know how I, I felt about the end like it kind of made sense but throughout the whole thing for the most part it was good but i just feel like the whole series it led up really well to that last one you kind of knew what was going to happen and it wasn't like a thing out of left field it was really good yeah i agree like it's not what i thought was going to happen but it does kind of make sense that it does happen Mm -hmm. um the ending so it doesn't feel out of place um but so mini rant this year it just the animated movies this year they kind of felt really uninspired i wanted to give it to something else it's not you know dreamworks or disney right mm-hmm. um i i liked about i liked the concept of abominable i thought that was cute spies in, spies in disguise seems kind of funny Right? I was even okay with watching, what was that movie from earlier this year that was Playmation but not Laika? Um, Missing Link. No, that was Laika. That even, was that Laika? Mm-hmm. Okay. That even looked, that even looked kind of fun. But going to see those, they just, it's like there's something lacking, you know? Yeah, it and wasn't Laika's best work, to be honest. No, it wasn't. In Cubo and the Two Strings, their most their other recent movie, that's amazing. That is a beautiful movie. But it just everything this year just felt kind of, you know, a little hollow. Like I like How to Train Your Dragons Three, but it wasn't as emotional for me as How to Train Your Dragons Two. I liked Tour Story Four, but it felt like a cash grab. A well written mm-hmm. cash grab, but it felt like a cash grab. That's true. Frozen two. I don't like Frozen very much, but... Did you see two? You should see two. <laughs> I, I haven't seen two. I think I probably will like it better, but oh, it yeah, also well. hurt that it's kind of a mess. Yeah. No, trust me, so. you will like it. I think the best way someone put it for me was it kind of matured with its audience a bit. Okay. So it's not trying to follow the old Disney formula like the first one did. Like, that one still kind of poked fun. You know, Elsa, Anna trying to marry the dude she just met. And then making fun of, like, people singing it and everything like that. This one is a bit more mature. Like, the storyline is a little bit out of left field. 
But once you accept that fact, then it's perfectly fine. And the music is way better. Okay. I mean, that sounds great and everything. And like I said, the, none of the animated movies this year are bad. They're not terrible movies by any means. But it, it, it felt like there was something missing this year. You know, there's usually that one movie that just captures people or captures kids. And that didn't happen this year. Ooh, did you watch, did you watch Klaus? Yes, I did watch Klaus. That is really good. Yeah, that one's good. Yes. It's just that it's a Christmas um, movie, I, and I kind of couldn't recommend it for, like, the whole year. But that's kind of the only I reason. Mean, I, yeah, you can watch it other times of the year, but it really is locked into its time frame. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so How to Teen Your Dragon 3 was the best movie for me, an animated movie this year. We're not, we didn't include anime movies. Maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit, but that was my favorite, so. All right. Animated show, you know mine. We talk about it all the fucking time. Yeah, I know. (sighs) How about you go first on this one, then? It's Hilda. (laughs) What? What? Hold on. Hold on. We were allowed to put Hilda on this list? I thought that was last year. No, I... We, we the list was it could have come out another year, but if you didn't really get into it until this year, oh, that's when okay. you guys. I so, didn't get into it until this year. So I could put on the list, but you could. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I adore Hilda. It is amazing. Oh, like, me too. <laughs> so the best way I can describe how I feel when I'm watching it, you know how much I love Anne of Green Gables, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like that when I was reading Anne of Green Gables when I was little. Like all this adventure and spitfire and wholesomeness and I just want to do something and go run around in the woods. It is so fun, so gorgeous, so cute. And I'm so happy to do it. Oh, the season two, it's going to take so long for it to come out. But, I know. Ugh. Have, we, have we talked about Hilda on this one before? I feel like we have. I think in, I think in passing, like we've mentioned that we really like it, but we haven't like dedicated an episode. Oh, okay. So Hilda yeah. is about a little girl who lives with her mom in the woods, and she basically interacts with a bunch of mytho- mythological creatures that live there. And it's more yeah. mostly based on like a Nordic Swedish mythology more than anything. Yes, but it's just like so wholesome and warm and safe. It's such a nice yes. show, guys. Like if you just want to like chill and relax, you can watch that mm. show. Uh, it is so anxiety relieving. It's, right? It's emotional, but not like, you know, emotional gut punch. Kind yeah, of like thing. there's like dangerous things happen and there's sometimes suspense and other drama that happens, but it's yeah. nothing that like really grips you and makes you feel upset. Yes. And it is, oh my God, the giant. Like I recently and Brooke rewatched it last weekend mm-hmm. and the giant. I cried with the giant and being all alone and just waiting for his poor wife. I'm like, oh my God, don't make me cry. (laughs) So yes, uh, we have not talked about Hilda enough. Shame on us. We will probably dedicate an episode to it next year um, when we find out more news about it. Maybe like a theory episode that could be fun. Yeah, probably. Let's see what happens. Because like, to be fair... I really felt like the first season was done and over with. Like, it said what it needed to say. 
but I'm also not going to complain if they add more, so. I mean, so there's definitely room for them to grow, especially in the lore. Like, if they just work on expanding the lore, I think there's plenty of room for them to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the thing and is, I, I just... love... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I thought that the creatures were kind of just, like, an added part of it to Hilda's story. It was more about her, like, accepting other people and growing up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. What's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, since I couldn't put Hilda, (laughs) I put three below. Okay. Um, I have not watched that yet. Okay. So this is the second part of a basically three separate series that's by Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's animated. Like they're all interconnected stories. It's just the first one is Troll Hunters, which is about. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one's about, you know, troll hunters and trolls. And then it leads into the other series. And these are all, like, separate listings on Netflix. They're not all the same one. This one's called Three Below, and it's about uh, political refugee aliens trying to disguise themselves in this modern American town. Interesting. Yes. And then the next one that's going to be coming out, I don't remember when, but that one's going to be called Wizards, and it kind of leads in, it ties in with the other two series. Ooh, I might actually check that out. I started watching Troll Hunters, and I knew you really liked Troll Hunters. So that's nice that it got um, a follow up series. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize they were related at first until a co worker told me about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're the same characters. You know. <laughs> I'm a little curious. Guillermo del Toro is such a huge name, and these and those shows, Troll Hunters and Third Below, they don't get a lot of airtime. You know, I feel like She-Ra gets a lot of airtime. Oh yeah, I haven't seen airtime. anyone like talk about the show too much, but yeah. uh, like it's kind of typical stuff that you'd expect from Guillermo del Toro. Like it's still appropriate for kids, but it will still touch on subjects that are really heavy, like you know racism xenophobia things like that yeah societal horror yeah yeah. and it just presents them in a really easy to to digest way even though there's monsters and aliens all over the place so awesome so two amazing series to check out hilda and three below all right so what i have left is i've only got two categories left was there something i'm missing um well i'm gonna add one let's talk about our favorite our favorite anime because i feel like they're gonna be like well what about your favorite anime but i've already talked about my favorite anime this year what is your favorite anime this year mandy oh my god what's it called modal zushi oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. from the untamed okay (laughs) yeah yeah i watched that this year so you go first since i've already talked about mine um, so I'm not, so technically it's My Hero Academia, but I'm not going to use that because I know everybody knows how good the series is. I just started watching it this year. That's the only reason. Ah. <laughs> My favorite is Demon Slayer. <laughs> um, I haven't watched that yet. I've been meaning yeah, to. I've only, I just started, so I've seen the first couple episodes and I love it. It reminds me a lot of Naruto oddly enough, or um, like early Attack on Titan almost um, in that way. And I don't like Attack on Titan, so it's weird that I like Demon Hunter. 
Yeah, I have questions. Oh God, are they gonna are they gonna flame me for that opinion? Probably. Please don't flame me for that opinion. Don't I don't her. like a <laughs> but you're not a terrible person for liking the tackle night. Um I love it. It's about um a kid and his sister who becomes a demon and the one tries to do to get her back. That's where I am. I'm only a few episodes in, but it's already my favorite anime that I watched this year. That's his sister? Yeah. Oh, that answers some questions for me. Because I've only seen, like, gift sets on Twitter and stuff, so. You've seen the Pigman, right? I'm not at the Pigman. I've seen the Pigman. I'm confused about Pigman, but. Oh, I mean, he's going to be the most cosplayed thing this year in the convention circuit, so. Okay, looking forward to that one. Yep. Oof, okay. So I know you still have not watched it, even though I've told you to. And I know the live action on Netflix, but I've sent you links to the animated one. Yes, you have. I watched them with the live action, though, because it's just on Netflix and it's easier. Oh my gosh, you need to watch the animated one. The season two came out recently, and I took Uh like forever to finish it because I was so scared of what would happen. But I finally finished it, so. Ooh. So, like, I know what happens. Like, there's also a book, and I've read the book, so I know what's going on. But it's just, the main characters, they go through a lot of uh, trauma to get Mm -hmm. to where they are, and then I have to experience it secondhand. So if you don't remember me ranting about this one after I've told you to watch it, the show is basically about uh, their exorcists, basically. And their job is mm-hmm. to, you know, defeat zombies and other monsters. And this one, he went, while he's training, there's another, uh, there's a clan that's basically taking over the whole world and causing a lot of people grief and killing people. And he mm-hmm. basically becomes a necromancer mm-hmm. in order to wipe them out. And then what happens is he ends up dying. And then 13 years later, someone resurrects him. And he kind of has to figure mm-hmm. out what happened, why he was resurrected, and everything that's going on. And they're super gay. Important <laughs> note, they're indeed super gay. So I think he talked about that back in the second episode we did as one of our recommendations for I know, and you still yeah. haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, that was like six months ago. Oh my god. Yeah. We've been doing, yeah, so- we've been doing this podcast for six months, Candy. <laughs> We're getting there. Yep. So oh if you don't have a version to watch this on, there's an anime. I, there's some of the manga. There's a live action. There's a book. And there's an audio drama. So if you could watch any of those or read any of those, I'd be satisfied. But you haven't. <laughs> okay. I. It's on my list. I promise. After mm-hmm. season three of Anne with the E, I will watch movie dash. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. 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 Right. I'm so, gonna move on to I think I want to talk about game. Do you have a game? Um, Pokemon Shield or uh, Sword and Shield. I don't play a lot of games, so Pokemon. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. On original, I'm disappointed in you. Actually, wait, 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 no, 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 no. I lied. You introduced me to this one, Hollow Knight. <laughs> it is so frustrating i have not even gotten through the fucking first part yet and i've had it for five months <laughs> it is so frustrating 
I have not beaten that night guy yet. And I, and I know that's how I progress. I know that's how I progress and I can't beat him. No matter how many times I try. I was wondering why you hadn't sent it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I almost raped it back to you. <laughs> I just thought it was okay since you hadn't said anything to me. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, boy. But yeah, I don't know if that came out this year or not. It might have came out last year, I feel. No, it's been out for quite a while. It had a physical release uh, not too long ago, but the game itself has been out for a long time. But yeah, that is probably the best thing you have introduced me to this year. You're so welcome. (laughs) I have watched playthroughs. And I still can't. <laughs> I watch the playthroughs. I know how to beat them, and I just can't. <laughs> I think Cry plays it. Have you watched Cry play? Yeah, I watch. That's who I watch. Fucking mm-hmm. Cry. I never watch Cry, but that's who I fucking watched. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you to your misery. <laughs> All right, gamer girl, what is your actual favorite game from someone who plays games? Oh, so this one actually came out this year. It's Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, okay. I do know Fire Emblem. I'm aware yes. of what that is. Yes, so this is the most recent one that came out. Like, I played some of the older ones, but I really like this one. So mm-hmm. all the Fire Emblems, they're turn-based strategy games. You just move your characters around and they murder people for you. But this one has the aspect where you can actually meet the characters and develop relationships with them. And then how you play will develop the storyline. And I just like that aspect of it. Nice. Yep. So there's like a billion characters and you get to you get to know them all. And then they all have their own like interactions as the the relationships between them develop. So there's like a million cutscenes that you can watch. Mm-hmm. What oh. I'm saying is, this thing uh, consumed my life for about a month and a half. Oh, is that why you disappeared? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, uh, so that's cool. Fire Emblem Hollow Knight. I apologize. I can't give too much commentary on this. I don't. I don't play games all that much. There's only so many I can send you in the mail. Okay. I know. I know. I, I promise you'll get back Hollow Knight soon Mm. once i beat that guy i can fucking progress i somehow doubt that because you know there's there's stuff after that you know that right (laughs) it's the first fucking i can't i defeated the grub thing right (laughs) it didn't take me that long to kill the grub thing but i can't fucking defeat that knight (gasps) i'm so sorry okay (sighs) um so what's the next category we were going to talk about the last one I have here is YouTuber. Oh, no, there's two more after that. I remember we talked about. There is. So I'll, on, I'll, I'll do them. I'll have yeah. to come up with stuff on the fly then. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I, that's what I did for a couple of them because I forgot what we picked. But anyway. Um. So who's your favorite YouTuber from this year, Mandy Mo? The one I discovered this year is Dead Meat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is a basically a horror movie review, and mm-hmm. the YouTuber's name is James, and he'll just, he'll do the kill count, basically, and whenever someone dies in a horror movie, he'll tally them up, but in, in between all of those, he'll also do, 
like reviews and behind the scenes facts about the movies. And I know then who he, he is. Brooke Washington. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Mark. he's the kill count guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they also have yeah. their own podcast called The Dead Meat Podcast that I would highly Ooh. recommend. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. So he's mm-hmm. horror movie. So if you are horror fans, go watch that. Definitely. Uh, My favorite ones are the Alien and Predator series. <laughs> cool. So. I'm afraid to talk about my favorite YouTuber a little bit because I like video essay YouTubers and sometimes they're a little hard to get into. Uh, but I think my favorite who I watch every week is Steve Shibs. Um, so he does Star Trek reviews. Well, Star Trek video essays. So he'll deconstruct, um, you know, like a character. So the mm-hmm. most recent one he did was about a Deep Space, Star Trek Deep Space Nine character, Odo, and how he became like the moral backbone of the show. So he does stuff like that. Um, And then he also does political commentary as well. Um, He's very liberal, very progressive, very fuck Trump. It's hilarious. He distills the news in a great way if you're like, you know, feeling news anxiety, which I do. so I like that. He also has a podcast and it's called um, Ensign's Blog and they talk about Star Trek and Star Trek related things. So. You're so weird. <laughs> what? I like Star Trek. I like Star Trek. Thank my mother. All right. What are these other two mystery categories that I have to make up now? So uh, favorite character, fictional character from this year. And uh, one and then uh, let's do that and then we'll do the last. Okay, fictional character. Yes. Who stole your heart this year, Mandy? Oh boy. Should I just say mine is Baby Yoda? It's not, but I mean, for everyone, it's Baby Yoda, so. Yeah, it, my favorite character is not Baby Yoda. I don't watch The Mandalorian because I don't really care all that much about Star Wars. <gasps> I mean, neither do I, but I'd still die for Baby Yoda. Oh, I do too. I bought Baby Yoda cookie jars, and I have not watched the show, so that's just weirdly powerful. <laughs> um, so my favorite character from this year is, um, who was I going to go with? Oh, so Meliodas. And the rest of the Seven Deadly Sins from Seven Deadly Sins. Um, I've been catching up with the manga. And it is fucking on fire right now. Oh my god. The revelation, the twist, the turns, the passion. Elizabeth dying. That's a spoiler. Sorry. Um, yeah, it is good. And I can't wait for the anime to catch up to the manga. Because it is fucking fire and seven at least sins is one of those where anime is actually pretty close to the manga so yeah what's yours mandy mandy can you hear me in here finish recording did you die? No, you. I couldn't hear you. Oh, that's weird. I can hear you just fine. Yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite character from this year, Mandy? 
think it's got to be, it's got to be Wooloo. <laughs> I'm sorry, say, say one more time. Wooloo. Wooloo! <laughs> the icon, the legend, destroyer of worlds. Listen, so <laughs> I, was, I was playing Pokemon, and I just have a whole team of Wooloos with Everstones on them. That's, that's the entirety. That's my whole Pokemon team. I, I, I too, have a team of Wooloos and Bavar and Ponyta. Yes. Yep. They destroy things. Mm-hmm. I've got William, Woolia, Juliet, Wolfred, Fred. <laughs> Fred. What Fred? I ran out of wool puns, okay? Oh my god. Okay, I approve of Wooloo. A little unconventional, but I approve of Lord Wooloo. <laughs> I was like, wait, if you're going Pokemon, wait, why don't you go with, like, Leon or something? But no. No, no, no. no. It's Wulu. <laughs> you don't like the trans mess that is Leon? Because he's a trans mess. I mean, I, I love him dearly, but it's my love will never be replaced by Wulu, so. <laughs> okay, all right. Mandy has spoken. Her favorite character of 2019 is Wulu. Mine is the seven deadly sins as a group. Okay. Last category we were going to talk about is our favorite meme to meme out the new year. So, Mandy. I I hate you. What's that meme? What's the hot meme going on? Oh, jeez. I can't, you know, like, time isn't relevant to memes. How do I know which ones came out in the last year? Just pick a goddamn meme. Ugh. Oh, God. Was it the one of the old lady yelling at the cat? Ah! That one. You like that one? You like yes. that one? Yes. Um, I think my favorite meme is probably the long cat one. That was the bad <laughs> fucking meow. Oh, boy. For that. What are you doing over there? Or OK Boomer, because I, I say OK Boomer at work now, and I don't know. They, they're not boomers at all. They're just, like, 30. I haven't run into an opportunity to use it yet, but someday I will. I just do it. If they say something I don't like, I just do it. Like, oh, I'm going to let you get a salad. OK, Boomer. <sighs> I love you. You love me. I hate you. Yes, you do. It's OK. Alrighty, so enough goofing off. That was our favorite from this year. We, of course, recommend that you check out everything that you mentioned, that we mentioned, of course, and tell us what your favorite things are from this year. Um, Because, you know, everything's fun. On Facebook, I put my top 10 music of the decade on my Facebook, Rob and Alyssa. So you guys can check that out too. That's fun. All right. So I forgot my outro. Shit. All right. Uh, Happy, be healthy, happy new year. Of course. Now, if you guys have any topics you want us to talk about or you have questions for us, you can email us at thegeekquirepodcast at gmail.com. Or is it just thegeekquire at gmail.com? Hold on. Yes, it's thegeekquire at gmail.com. Of course. And then you can find... Our social media is the Geek Choir Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. 
Yep. And you can find me at Robin Alley Pandy on Instagram and Oreo Pandy says on Tumblr. And you can find Mandy at Hot Apple. Yep. And we'll see you guys next year. Okay. Yes. See you next year. Be happy. Be healthy as always. We love you. Let's go. Have have a great 2020. Bye. See ya.